0: I have everybody's attention now. Ladies and gentlemen. I have something to say. My mia. Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hard- And Uncensored. King
1: Kong is climbing to the Empire State Building. But here comes the Calvary.
0: Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. 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 Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object,
1: Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help it. That I'm custom made, I can't help it, that I look good, smell good, get can dance all night long. And here
0: is your host, the baby face of podcasting, JC Bobo. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go
1: right, not going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestle Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. wall.
0: And what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. I am your host, the baby face of podcasting, JC Bones. I am the Smarkslayer, slayer, Doc Haas. And I am the not scared of the smart slayer, Johnny Smarks. And we are the Fourth Wall Wrestlecast, found exclusively on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. You can check us out every Saturday on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Just search for Wrestle Addict Radio or Fourth Wall Wrestlecast and be sure to hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fourth Wall Cast. That's the number four, T H W A L L C A S T. You can also follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter at Addict Wrestle. Following and subscribing are only two ways you could support us. You could also make it all official when you go to represent.com and you pick up some of the new, fresh Fourth Wall merch. Just go to represent.com and search for WrestleAdded Radio and pick up your Fourth Wall swag. On today's episode, we're going to take an adventure on the indies as we discuss the Double or Nothing Rally with All Elite Wrestling. We're going to take a turn over to WWE and talk about some topics on the main roster as we lead to the Royal Rumble pay-per-view regarding the women's division, the current title picture on both brands, and more. Then we're going to pass it over to the third man as he brings us the third brand and we discuss 205 Live NXT and we give a preview of this weekend's NXT UK. Okay, take over Blackpool. So before we get started, guys, how you guys been since last week?
1: Um, well, the week was okay, but this morning was was actually pretty awful. Um, at some point during the night last night, I woke up and I made like you know a move in bed, like a kind of jerking motion type move, oh, in, and I got life. and uh, <laughs> oh, Dan, she hates sleeping next to me. For multiple reasons, but uh, I I got like this really like in my trapezius, as Vince McMahon would call it. I got this very uh, painful like surge of uh, discomfort, we'll call it. And and, uh, it lasted with me all day and it's getting a little better now, but uh, it's a new injury. I've never had this injury before. Um, Usually it's my other shoulder. that hurts. So I'm hoping this is just a uh, normal old man thing and we move on. Yo, Doc, was that your stomach? No, no, that was uh, – apparently there were some classic cars rumbling down the street outside. Oh. Hey, you're old, man. I yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, dude. Damn, dude. It's, a
2: new pain, it's a new pain
1: too.
2: I ain't much better. I'm sick and tired
0: of being sick and tired, man. I've been sick <laughs> for two weeks. Then I go on antibiotics and shit. Yeah, man. But hey, you, you sound better than you did last week, Johnny. Yes,
2: I, I tried to listen to our episode last week and I had to stop because I couldn't listen to myself. <laughs> and what I heard, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so none of that. So just
0: sick and tired of being sick and tired. Well, one thing we're not sick and tired about is being a wrestling fan. And we got a lot of wrestling to talk about. So, Doc, what do you say we start this off with an adventure? Adventure on the Indies. Ladies and gentlemen. Now presenting adventures, adventures
1: on the, the Indies. Right. All right, so this was probably the um, biggest week of indie, in indie wrestling, and maybe you know the history of what we call modern indie wrestling. It okay. was. It, it, I mean, this was the Jacksonville press conference this week. Um, I guess oh. we can call it a press conference or the rally. I mean, that's that was the, pretty much the official arrival of all elite wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. And it's where they announced all their new signings. Uh, Jericho, of course, I think is the biggest name.
0: Did anyone else surprised. see it coming? Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah I'm not I'm surprised. Not surprised yeah, we all saw it coming.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I think um, he's going to be allowed to work both AEW and NJPW. He has that sort of No more WWE. They've already removed them. They removed them from all their promo. Um, He was in, I think, the SmackDown entrance. Yeah, somewhere I think. I think um, was not anymore. They did take him out. I think this was the last where Vince had to draw the line with Jericho. Um, And this is a nice, completely understandable. This is. This is obviously a real thing um, from what we're what I'm reading, Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega and the Bucks turned down absolutely absurd, absurd contract offers from the WWE. when I say absurd, I mean absurd in a good way for the workers, for the wrestlers. Um, Young Bucks, I believe I, I read somewhere might even have had a six month opt out clause where if they didn't like where their character was going, they could just bounce so they were getting things WWE never offers so that just shows you how serious of a player AEW is and how much money they have
0: yeah the Bucks were also given the opportunity to have being the elite on the WWE network as well
1: yeah absolutely I mean this would have been a huge a huge step for the Bucks they would have been able to pretty much take care of you know their their children and probably their grandchildren maybe you know they seem to be very smart guys, you know. So you would think they they know what they're doing. But obviously, there's money here in AEW, and the Khan family's serious. They're as serious as Ted Turner was when he bought WCW, and I think this is going to be this could lead to another boom period for wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I say boom, I mean Monday Night Wars, Hulkamania. You know, this is this is really exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, this is the best thing for the wrestling community in general that we've seen in a very long time. Because right now, Vince McMahon needs competition. That's when watching wrestling is more fun, when Vince has someone to compete against. Because they're always going to try and one-up each other each and every week.
1: Right, and because because, um, Vince has someone to compete with now, he, he actually can get called out on his bad ideas. Like, I've been watching those like mid nineties Royal Rumbles as I continue my Royal Rumble binge watching. And there were some pretty awful characters that Vince McMahon tried to create. And he like, he felt like he could do it because even if he failed or just like made somebody look stupid, it didn't matter because there wasn't another you know place for, for them to quite go. And then all uh-huh. of a sudden WCW got for real and actually passed them in the ratings.
2: Look at my Twitter, my Twitter picture.
1: <laughs> Friar Ferguson. <laughs> Friar, Friar Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah, I, I, it was a Duke the Dumpster Drosy sighting in my uh, life. He was actually the number 30 entrant into a into a 1996 Battle Royal that was actually pretty strong. You, you he know. actually had a decent run from what I remember. He, he had a good look, Toby, except for the garbage man part. He
0: he was around for too long. That was a gimmick that should have ended before it even started. Yeah, exactly. What, friar, one appearance? But that was wasn't. one too many.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I mean, think who, who, who doesn't character. want to see a wrestling friar? Come on, he was Bashing Burger <laughs> too, right? I believe. Yeah, same dude. Uh, there the, the, was
1: the Blue Brothers. There, oh, there right. was also yeah. the, Jacob the, and Eli the, Blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was was the SWAT team. I believe they were called where well, they were just two two giant, like, twins. Yes, right. I remember you that, get, yes. You're it right now? But also in this Rumble, you had the Godfather as Kama. You had Triple H as Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Shawn Michaels right before his first title win. Uh, the debut of Vader. So there was a lot of really cool stuff going on. But anyway, we, to get back on track... Vince has never been able to, when he's not able to keep himself in check, he gets to do whatever he wants. And we've seen how that ends up in the past. And what's really going to be telling is down the line, once AEW starts being on TV, are they going to jump WWE into ratings? That's when WWE really made the change in programming, when they started losing the ratings war to Nitro.
2: Just to help you out here, it wasn't the SWAT team, it was the
1: squat team. Team. Squat team, the squat team, squat right? Squat teamer
2: right. one, squat teamer two.
1: Yes, that's what it was. Thank you. I knew and, I was wrong. I figured someone would correct me down the line. And they
2: also were on WWF TV as the Arabian
0: Butchers. Wow,
1: that I don't know anything about mm-hmm.
0: Arabian Butchers. Yeah, that's when Vince yeah. kind of went off the cuff and did
1: whatever he wanted. I got this great name for you. Was that during the years of Akeem, the African dream?
2: It was June. They were on TV June 30th, 1997 as the Arabian Butchers. Oh, okay. And so then it uh, the Royal Rumble, the ninety-six Royal Rumble.
1: Whew. Anyways. It's going to so. go over great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you suck, do you, you think fuck. You really, do you think that's really what he tries to, like, what he says in creative meetings to, like, get his points across? <laughs>
0: If Who you listen to doing? Bruce
1: Pritchard Then that sounds exactly what he says In these yeah. meetings Yeah, that's true <laughs> um, So other signings Coming to uh, AEW Or Pac, or uh, the artist Firmly known as Neville uh, MJF is coming, Joey Janela Penelope Bad boy. Ford Yep, Bad Boy Joey Janela uh, Penelope Ford and apparently they have a uh, An agreement A talent exchange agreement With Oriental Wrestling Entertainment Which is in China, right? I believe right? so It's uh, China um, The names they're granted are SEMA, the Good Heart Stable I know nothing about them I've never heard of this I will be Doc, completely I think I found honest. their names
2: um, As the official researcher here While you guys talk so much Are you on uh, the
1: Chinese internet?
2: No, I actually found it Believe it or not no, no, I don't think the Chinese have the internet. Um, so there's a couple names here on this list on Sports Illustrated that um, I've never seen. So El Lindaman, T-Hawk, Takahiro Yama, Yamamura, and then actually there's some American names too, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels. Um, and I think that's it
1: here. So this is, so they've so it's Kazarian and Daniels have worked in this promotion before?
2: No, no, I'm talking about who signed to AEW.
1: Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, Kazarian, Daniels, right? Yeah, they all signed to. Absolutely. I'm gonna go uh,
2: with these three on the bottom of the list. That Lindeman, T Hawk, and Takahiro Yamamura are probably uh, that smile, um, smile,
1: good heart stable. Good
2: hearts, smile. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll be getting to know them because they're going to be on American TV still, or at some point soon in the, in this year. So we're going to get to know them. Um, this brings up the uh, the next question, the next elephant in the room. Uh, other reports getting out this week, we've talked about already. Actually, Kenny Omega turning down a was apparently a ludicrous unheard of deal to come to WWE. Ooh, and he's uh, going to he's going to join apparently his his, his elite brothers at AEW. Um, does he go right to the top of the card in AEW? That's who you build around, right? That makes the most sense.
0: Especially if Cody is going to take more of a backseat and try to run everything from behind the scenes and not be as active of a superstar. Then yeah, Omega's
1: the guy to revolve the the company around yeah omega is a guy absolutely and you have jericho there you that's to a top that's a top of the card feud right away to get yourself started i would think that's the road they're going now you also have Pac, who was well, i in my opinion underutilized coming off an under uh, running wwe where he was underutilized in the main roster mm-hmm. so he's gonna be out with something to prove um and then after that in terms of talent i think at some point I would love to see the talent at Impact work with AEW. Especially if AEW gets a good TV deal. If they get a good TV deal, it's gonna be to Impact's advantage to get on their TV. Cause and, and Impact's gonna be going up against SmackDown, or I think they're going right after SmackDown's gonna be the plan. I think ten o'clock on their new channel on Friday nights. Right. <laughs> their TV deals have not cut it since Spike TV in the in the TNA days. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be to their benefit to get some of their talent like Moose and Willie Mack and John Lee Impact on AEW television. And, and I think you're gonna see kind of the indies really still kinda of band together under the uh the, the monetary influence of the Khan family. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and and speaking, you know, of the monetary influence from the Khan family, one big announcement they made at the Double or Nothing rally was equal pay for both men and women. And they were very adamant. about. Fantastic. Yes. I think it's a great thing. They were very adamant about not discriminating against race or gender or anything like that. Uh, I think that's that's great for the wrestling community as a whole. I think it's going to be great for the company. Uh, I saw a lot of haters thinking that some of the great male stars, I'm sorry, some of the great female stars still don't deserve to be paid as much as the men because they're women, which is complete horseshit. Uh, yeah. If we haven't gotten over that at this point in in 2019, then I don't know what kind of bubble these people are living in.
1: They're stupid. It's- Mm-hmm. everything just should be merit based if you're the best wrestler bringing in the most money you get paid the most and the second and just go right down to tier man woman it's so simple it's how every company should pay their employees yep. whoever makes the most money gets paid the most money right. that's how sports I that's tell, I tell how like you know the big four work in professional sports and soccer the People who bring in the most money get paid the most. Bam.
0: Now, let me ask you this. We're talking about equal pay for men and women. Let's talk about the women in AEW. They've already announced Penelope Ford. Britt Baker, and Brandy Rhodes. I'm assuming Brandy Rhodes is going to be an active superstar at some point as well. I hope What so. other women are going to sign with AEW? I mean, you have names like Jordan Grace who just signed with Impact and also Tessa Blanchard who has at least a two-year contract with Impact. Who else are they going to get? I got I some names te- for you. Tessa's definitely – yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, go.
2: Let the third man speak. I'm done doing research. I would like to speak – you fuck. You you have the floor, Smarky. Thank you. Fucking doctors think they can run the place around here.
0: <laughs> Anyways,
2: to Neil Dashwood. Mm. I think you're going to see her. Yes. She's yes. almost back. From, in fact, today she posted about being almost back from injury. Okay. I think you're also going to see, depending on where she goes, because there are uh, news reports that she's going to sign with NXT, but Viper. Uh,
0: Piper Niven I want to touch on that I read a report That she was offered From both AEW And NXT But she did choose NXT Because WWE Is the show Is the promotion That she wants to That she's been striving for For so long So I did read that She's a great She's She's a great wrestler In her reign I was upset she wasn't in the 2nd May on Classic this year. I agree. Or last year. I agree. I watch a lot
2: of her stuff online that I can. She's really good at what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, I Tessa, we're not going to see for a little while. I think she's bound to a contract. Um, I think you might see maybe some people like... You might see some of the older like ones come out of retirement for a match or two. You know? Like
0: Gail Kim, maybe?
2: I could see Gail right, Kim wrestling yeah. a few. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't
2: know, Sonny Just kidding. Okay. Just
1: just kidding. Riddle riddle me this. Tegan Knox comes back from her injury, and WWE decides she gets hurt too much, and she's—they're not going to re-sign her.
0: AEW will scoop her up real quick. Oh yeah. She would. She already has a fan base. She would bring a following with her to AEW. She will bring viewers to watch that show. Her alone. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's a, it, if um, WWE does not sign her when she comes back, that's a big mistake. 2 3
1: years from now, women's division in WWE, it's Asuka, it's Ember it's Ruby, it's Becky, it's Charlotte, it's uh Ronda, Ronda. It, it's probably Shayna, Shayna. Baszler maybe, mm-hmm. you know, it's Bianca Belair, it's Mia Yim. Well, then where are Sasha Banks and Bayley?
0: That, that's tough. I mean, we're looking at where Sasha's at as of right now. Like, we'll get into this later when we talk about Raw and SmackDown. But it's hard to say. If if creative writes their their path differently in 2019, they'll still be in WWE. Really? You think so? I think so.
1: Yeah, I mean, but eventually down the line, you know, there's going to be like, there's just not enough TV time for everybody. Oh, so there's you know? not. What happens if like Nikki Cross doesn't just get get over, when she gets called up to the main roster, she would do great in an AEW. That character, yeah. you know, Nia Jax is another one who's people think aren't isn't ready for WWE because she's too you know, rough in the rain still. Right. Maybe when her contract's up, they don't resign her. She ends up in AEW. The only, the only person
0: who wants Nia Jax, though, is Tama Tonga, and he wants her to join the Bullet Club. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. That'd though. be kind of
1: cool. <laughs> Maybe she goes to Japan and
0: wrestles. Yeah, who you knows? Know? Hey, and she, that, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Everyone goes to Japan to brush up on their on their art and then brings it back to the States.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, I'm, now I'm, forgive me, I've only been recently uh, – Paying more attention to New Japan in my life because of since Kenny Omega's really been made in his ascension. Do women even wrestle in New Japan? Mm, No. I don't know. What do they do? They have female stars. Yeah, yeah, I think think there's like separate promotions for women in Japanese. Because even I was reading up on Asuka, it was a bunch of promotions like I never heard of before for for the most part that she wrestled with. You know, and there was no women's matches on Wrestle Kingdom. So as I learn about like. You know more about the Japanese wrestling. I, I, I've been noticing and like, wow, I guess they must have women on like separate television shows. I've never seen a women's match in New Japan, so that's something I've I've been picking up on. Yeah. So if she joined Bullet Club and she had to, and she appeared on like New Japan wrestling, that would be like a groundbreaking thing, that at least in my right. eyes. Yeah, and my and my rookie, my rookie eye towards New Japan. You want to? If anybody wants to tweet at me and and school the doc a little bit. Uh, you're more than welcome to so yeah
0: so listen fam if you have not followed All Elite Wrestling yet be sure to follow them at AE Wrestling on Twitter and at All Elite Wrestling on Instagram and Facebook Now, a word from our sponsors
1: before the draft What up, Uses? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomacchio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my Uses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is War.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, it is finally time for us to finish our Superstar Shake-Up Draft. And we have come to what I think is going to be my favorite part. Be- because, honestly, we talk about the men in wrestling all the time. But, really, for some reason, we tend to argue and talk more about the women. Maybe because, you know, it's as big as it is now. But, I don't know. I'm excited for this. Um, we're going to do something a little different this week, though. Instead of going through everyone and boring you with some wrestlers that, you know, maybe aren't really talking the town right now. Although Zack Ryder should be. You hear me, Vince? Stay on track. Stay on track. So let's start this off.
1: Let's start with Alexa Bliss. What do you got, let's, guys? Let's let's talk about like the top of the, where I see the top of the raw, the raw brand in general. Bliss is Bliss will definitely be at the top of the card. And I think, you know, with Raw's ratings so low, a good way to shake it up is to really just make the women the feature of the program. You move Becky over, you move Charlotte over, you got Bliss over there, you keep Ronda over there. And that's that's a solid four wrestlers at the top of the card that you can, you know, push, move the title around at will with for three years or so. Now,
0: let me ask you this, Doc. That's all great. Yeah, put Charlotte, Becky, Ronda, Bliss all on Raw. But what happens when SmackDown moves to Fox? Who's going to be over on, on SmackDown? cuz we had talked about this in the past that we're assuming that Ronda's going to go to Smackdown cuz they need someone to be the face of that brand and it's going to be Ronda while all this stuff makes sense now I don't think it's going to make sense down the road when Fox takes <laughs> over okay. Smackdown
1: then 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 everything I just said for the, okay then that's a whole different theory then we have to stop for a second and talk about that cuz that's no theory making here. the assumption now that no. Smackdown's going to be the number 1 show
2: No, exactly. Here's the thing, though. SmackDown is still going to be the more wrestling based show. So you're going to see them not more athletic, but you're going to see some of the up and comers there. You know what I mean? Maybe still working on their storyline skills. You're going to see this is who I have. You know, I have Asuka. I have Bianca Belair coming up there.
0: Mm-hmm. I have a feeling mm-hmm. she's
2: going to come up there. I see Ember Moon going over there. Lacey Evans is going to debut on SmackDown, yep. in my opinion. You yeah, also have Carmella still over there, and um,
1: Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross, both NXT call ups, I think are going to go to SmackDown. I think oh, so. I would. I'm sorry. I would put them on SmackDown.
2: Liv Morgan, who is a great wrestler, I you know I, I see still a lot. You know you have Nia Jax still over there. I I, I don't see her coming over. I really don't. Um, and, and you know Bones, your girl.
0: Well, Ruby Riot's going to be the face of this division regardless of who's on Raw, who's on SmackDown. <laughs> oh I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> also, also, someone else that
2: I think is is – I'm going to call her. She's going to be the women's um, – I lost my train of thought. Sorry. She's going to be the women's Rey Mysterio here is Elena Vega. Yeah. Lots of
1: action in a small package. You could also break up. You also break up Bailey and Sasha, and move one of them to SmackDown. I think Bailey would be the better move. I think that's to Smackdown. the best move. Yeah, and I think you put Sasha on on Raw. But instead, you're talking about with the Fox thing. If SmackDown is the number one show, and that's what they're committed to, then just flip all like everyone I have on Raw, now i just move to SmackDown. Everybody I have a SmackDown, moving to Raw. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. I'm booking this as you're thinking of Raw as your number one show, okay? Now, if you're asking me to book this as SmackDown the number one show, then i just flip everybody's brand around. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't put Charlotte back on Raw, though. I would keep her on SmackDown. Put Becky, put Ronda on Raw. Keep Ronda on Raw. Raw. Raw? You (laughs) wastily (laughs) wabbit.
1: Raw. <laughs> but
0: no, I think Charlotte should stay on SmackDown. People like her, Asuka, You move Ruby Riot over there. Ember Moon. Let them be the face of the women's division on SmackDown. Then you'll have Ronda and Becky and Bailey over on Raw.
1: No, Sasha. I, I would have Sasha on Raw and Bailey on SmackDown.
0: No, nah, I think Bailey will do better on Raw. That's my opinion. I think Sasha to SmackDown, Bailey on Raw.
1: I like Raw. To, I think Raw should be a little edgier show, and, and there's nothing edgy about Bailey, at all. all. Then again,
0: if we have Sasha and Becky on Raw, you could bring back Team Bay. Good. That could be fucking badass <laughs> if it's done right.
1: Right, right, right. Anyways, so let's keep uh, moving down some of our talking points we have on this list. The future of NXT. Uh, NXT America uh, A lot of it is going to be for In my eyes Built around The three horse women Obviously Ronda's on the main roster And Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane I think I look at that and I book that as like a feud That doesn't need A title belt You know what I mean? And then you could have Bianca in the title picture until she gets eventually gets called up to the main roster. You could have maybe a Candace, Candace LeRae in the title picture as you know, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa can continue their storyline. You could eventually give a chance to a Diana Perazzo, who I think Okay. Quite- so I'm glad you brought her up
2: and I'm cutting you off right there. I, You know, you didn't mention her at first, and I'm looking at your drafts here, guys, and you both have her in NXT UK. She's from New Jersey. She's from our home state. I think, she, I, you know, there's talent there. I, I see her, you know, unfortunately for Jessamine Dukin and Marina Shafir, I see her overshadowing them. I, I did not wow. like Marina and Jessamine at all.
1: Diana's is, is a far superior talent to the two of them. I think we can all agree on that.
2: Jersey. Um, the,
1: my my thoughts of NXT UK for her mainly. I could think she would be an awesome like American heel, like like American, almost like early Triple H style heel on the UK brand, and she can flaunt her American New Jersey is that uh, Americanism? We'll call it. You know, you, you kind of get where I'm going with that. I don't want her to
2: flaunt. I don't want her to flaunt New Jersey. That doesn't work. Yeah, New Jersey doesn't work. The only person that worked for is Zack Ryder, who has the best gimmick ever.
1: Zack Ryder's not from New Jersey, fucko.
2: No, but I'm saying like the whole like home base, home base as your thing, right? He's
0: the Long Island (laughs) IZ. I don't know. I think the NXT women's division is a little too stacked, and I think Diana, while she's one of the Best in-ring ten- technicians in the women's division right now. I think she'll get overshadowed in NXT. And after seeing her already face Rhea Ripley on NXT UK, I think NXT UK has more room for her to really shine. And I do think I'm on the same page as you, Doc. I'd rather see Deanna Perazzo as a heel than, rather than a baby face. I think they're trying to push her more as a baby face. I think yeah. all three of us uh. agree on that.
1: Yeah, I think I want to see her more, her more as a heel. Yeah. I said, like, I don't know. I like, I'm talking, like, that kind of, like... I remember when Bret Hart was, like, a heel, like, how arrogant he was. Yep. Like, I, I think she could pull that, like, kind of character off really well. And I think she would really get over, and, and, you know, an NXT UK who loves to boo their heels. They love their faces, and they love their heels in England, you know? So I think she starts there, but eventually she'll end up on... The main roster, you know, in, in Raw and SmackDown, somewhere down the line. So, again, to all the listeners
0: out there, this is just our fantasy draft. Uh, we did it with the men's uh, men's division last week, which went a little a little too long. But this is our fantasy draft for the women's division. So, we all agreed that we wanted to draft Ruby Riot and the rest of the Riot Squad over to SmackDown. So, Doc, you mentioned you had some ideas for the SmackDown Women's Championship after drafting Ember Moon over to SmackDown so we can continue the Ember Moon and Asuka feud. Now, if we're going to have the Riot Squad over there, you know my girl Ruby Riot's going to be in that title picture.
1: Absolutely, and she deserves to be. In. I think she would go to SmackDown so she can be in the title picture because she has the potential to be really really good and really great in this industry, and she's not I feel like she's never going to get the opportunity on Raw, especially if you bring Becky and Charlotte or even if you don't bring Charlotte you bring Becky over there and you still have Bliss and you still even have like an Italia you know kind of right. going like on Raw at least I have an Italia on Raw still so Ruby has a chance to shine working with Asuka who's arguably the best the, the best wrestler and like pure wrestler in the women's division um, you know I think we could safely say that she's that she's her wrestling skills are top notch so they can learn a lot uh, of in-ring work And they're going to get a chance to shine They're going to get a chance to be on TV every week And that's what the, that's what the Riot Squad needs They have the, they could be a dominant faction
2: I want to throw Bring back to SmackDown I want to throw some other people in here real quick um, Rhea Ripley uh, You know, champion of NXT UK right now I see her actually being Not fast-tracked But I see her by the end of the year coming up Believe it or not um, And also, I'd not I'm not sure if she will make it to the main roster this year, but Isla Dawn will be coming to NXT from NXT UK. Um, I don't know about
1: that. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think think the NXT UK, what they, what they're kind of using right now for their women's division is, is strong. Like, you know, and eventually Tegan Knox comes back. I think she joins NXT UK too. And you got her and Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley and, um,
0: and Deanna Parazzo. Who,
1: Deanna Parazzo, thank you. That's a strong women's division. Mm-hmm. That's a strong, strong women's division.
2: We'll see what happens. That's just something I'm thinking about.
1: You know, every show is going to have to be strong once AEW comes on TV. Because there's only so many hours in the week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's only, so every show has to be must-see television at that point. Especially the ones the network.
0: Well, guys, fantasy booking is always fun. And for everyone out there in the Fourth Wall fam, we will have our list accessible to everyone on our Twitter page uh, later on this weekend. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fourth Wall Cast as you can check out our fantasy draft on who we have on which brand, who is a free agent, and, and who has been future endeavored. <laughs> Yo, what's
2: up, everyone? It's the man of a thousand gimmicks, Dusty Dave, from the Kings
0: of the Rings podcast. And you can check me, King Ricky Rosé, Willie T, the Mac Militant, every Friday with Kings of the Rings podcast on Wrestle Addict Radio. So be sure to tune in. Be sure to give us a follow at KOTR underscore podcast. And goodbye. And good night. Bang Alright guys, well Let's stay on the topic of women And let's talk about what's happening in women's wrestling Right now In WWE So this week, we have two Really big women's championship Matches coming up at Royal Rumble We have Becky Lynch, who won her triple threat Match against Charlotte and Carmella And she'll be facing Asuka At Royal Rumble And on the Raw side we have Ronda Rousey defending her Raw Championship against the legit boss, Sasha friggin' Banks. And I think it's about damn time. Let's talk about Sasha and Ronda first. Sasha has not been the title picture for a
1: long time, and I'm really glad they put her back in that picture now. I was just happy to see, like, badass Sasha back. Mm -hmm. Like, she came out, she went to Nia, she was like, you and me, in the, in the rain, winner gets Ronda. Boom. Boss time. No bullshit. No fucking therapy sessions with fucking Bailey or, or Ronda or fucking Nia. Let's get the fucking business. Let's wrestle. Winner gets the fucking champ. Love it. Simple NXT-like fucking storyline. Like that was, that was probably one of the top parts of Raw this week. You know that was that was a really really strong moment for her and a strong segment, and I think her and Ronda are going to have a pretty awesome match, man. I think we haven't seen Sasha in so long; people kind of forget how good she is when when it, when uh, when her character is fucking spot on. And she's doing her
2: girl can move in a ring. I'll tell you that. Oof! Mm-hmm. I, I... Got how, do I say, finisher, how do I say man? this without getting people attacking me? Her finisher is great character needs a little bit more change but that's smart i just don't like the character i like her wrestling i like badass sasha i just think badass sasha needs to be more
0: badass i don't well all right on that note i agree i think she needs better work on the mic she's a legit boss but i feel like her promos are a little too cliche and a little too vanilla like I think when, when she said when she called Nia Jax bitch on raw fucking yeah. freaked Go me the fuck cool. out like whoa she just said bitch that never happened she needs oh, to be no, more of a badass didn't. in her oh, promos yes, she did
1: yeah no and th- if as long as Sasha keeps it i think short and sweet like that you know to keep short sweet to the point you know be real and mm-hmm. you know the audience and we're going to buy it and I bought that Sasha Banks She didn't need to say a lot. You don't always have to cut a good, you don't always need to, you know, cut the best promo. You don't always need to be the rock. You know? I'll tell you who had a good promo this week If we're speaking about women, and that
2: is Carmella.
1: Yeah. She and, you know, killed Carmella them was away. great on SmackDown this week. I you know, I usually I usually come at Carmella with the criticism. You know, like I was not a big fan of her title reign or any of that. Her winning the briefcase, any of that, but this week on SmackDown, she that the great promo, and she was really good in the match too. She was not overshadowed. Remember when I was talking about you know, how that one segment a few weeks ago on SmackDown where it was Asuka and Becky and Charlotte, and you could tell they were overshadowing everybody. Mm -hmm. Like Carmella did not look overshadowed in the ring. She looked like she belonged there, and I feel like I, I never. I'm not sure if I've ever seen that from her before, not in like in a a championship caliber way.
0: Yeah, I think this second triple threat match between Mella, Charlotte and (coughs) Becky was a hell of a lot better than the first one. I feel like Carmella really found her way in the ring and she looked like she belonged in that match.
1: Right. Absolutely. And she's carrying herself like a wrestler more now. You know, like I, she's always been good with the acting and you knew like it was it's, it was the character's good. Like it's it's the right idea. But now she feels more like a fighter. And that's what those are the characters I like. Entertaining fighters. You know what character I don't that. like? Nia What's Jax. That. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. When she came Nia out. Is, sorry, Doc. Go she, ahead. She's a buzzkill, man. She's definitely a buzzkill on Raw right now. It's not, it's, she took what could have been, if she did it right, she could have made the whole punch to Becky good heat. Like she could have made it work for her. And she hasn't. She's just a buzzkill, man. Yeah. You know,
0: there's nothing about her promos that, that scream, I'm badass. I'm a monster. Watch out. I don't believe anything she says. Hey, yo. Her voice is annoying. Hey, yo, hey, yo let the third man right. speak. Go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, Ray. I'm a girl. Hey yo. Stop. <laughs>
1: <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, me yeah, that? can, that's, that's still your girl, really? With all the other options out you know, there that's still your girl.
2: Let me finish. Let I <sighs> suppose Now I know you all know that Nia Jax is my one true love. Oh god. But this is embarrassing. Her character fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> Thank you. It's terrible.
1: It is such a waste. Uh, it, it's awful. And, and like, like, Bailey's not involved with the title picture, but she is. Ruby Riot's yeah. not involved with the title picture, but yeah. she is. Like, Even Tamina is in these segments. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, the is still serving zero purpose. Like, there's just yep. eh, unless like this is going to be a tag, they're they're going to have to be a tag team. That's I, that's that's the only place I think for Naya at this point is in the tag that, that's division. That's what makes the most sense. Yeah, she has other endeavors outside of wrestling. Yeah. But
0: well, real <laughs> quick, going back to Sasha. You know, we're talking about how her character needs work, how we started to really see that badass, legit boss character on Raw. I feel like with Sasha, they could do what they've been doing with other stars like Becky and not give her a full heel turn, but just make her more badass. So she yeah. has heel tendencies, but still is over as a baby face or in that tweener
1: stage. Sasha could pull that shit off. Mm hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and that's those, when when have they not been the best characters? When have the have tweeners not been the best characters in pro wrestling? There's a there's a small handful of like super like over faces in it. Like, you know, like the Hulk Hogan, outside of the 80s, you know, the 80s were like the exception to that, to this rule I'm stating right now. You know, like you know, Bruno San Martino was a badass, you know. Superstar Billy Graham was a badass, you know. <laughs> Macho man Randy Savage was a badass. Let's let's be real. He was he was like the more badass version of Hulk Hogan. You know yep. Stone Cold was a badass, The Rock was a badass, Triple H was a badass. Heel Bret Hart was a badass. And right now, Becky Lynch is a fucking yeah. badass. Yeah. It's a badass. You know who wasn't a She's badass? She's not a movie?
2: badass.
0: She's the man.
1: Yeah. You know Trump. who wasn't a badass Too when they were when they were the, king of the company? John Cena. He wasn't a badass and that's why it wasn't as good. It's not John Cena's fault. It's what he was doing his job. But now they're they're letting the characters go again. And it's it's nice to see and I hope they keep doing it. It's like they're doing it gradually. And hopefully it just keeps continuing and it filters throughout the whole roster. It's almost like they're testing it out on the women before they before they do it to the men on the roster. I just hope
0: that when it goes over to the men, the men actually do it justice because the women are killing it right now.
1: Yeah, well, the Drew McIntyre's of the world will do it justice. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know who's not going to – you know who didn't do any good justice to themselves this week was Braun Strowman. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. pretty sad. Raw went south after that. Mm -hmm. Like – Raw went really sad Like that really took a lot of the energy Out of the room that segment He was rough he, he had a deer in the headlights look to him And and it sucks because I, I like Braun And I like what he brings to WWE You know WWE's product But man That's what you got for a main event For your Royal Rumble title match at The Royal Rumble dude That's a huge match And this is the game you're coming with dude Like I mean, yeah. even Brock Lesnar was laughing at his ass and said, fuck Brock Lesnar, dude.
0: And not, not, not even Paul Heyman could save that promo. He, he couldn't. There was he nothing was he could do to save
1: it. He was handing opportunities to, to 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 Braun on a silver platter, and I don't know what the fuck happened there. Remember Braun's wow. tag team partner Nicholas? That motherfucker could have cut a better promo in that spot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, I don't view Braun as a main eventer anymore. He needs to nah, get out of the title picture because it's not his time.
1: Not his time. I think Drew McIntyre deserves the spot Braun has. I think we all agree on that.
0: Yeah, we need to see the McIntyres of the world, the Ballers. Yeah, the Finn Ballers. Absolutely, the Seth Rollins, the D, even the Dean even fucking Bobby Lashley.
1: I'd yeah, rather watch Lashley <laughs> right now than Braun Strowman. Well, you, you know what? Lashley's Lashley and Leo have been pretty good, I think, the past few weeks. It I think Leo starting to I think Leo's starting to find his footing in a little bit, you know, and he's and he's and he's he's finding the balance of what's too annoying. Um I think Lashley and Rollins have been good with each other. I li- like this <laughs> I like that, you know, the old I guess you could say the old Rollins is coming back to. You know, Do shut up? No one gives I fucking a fuck. Love that. I damn- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about Seth Rollins. He's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. Look at him. And I called him out. He's not going to do it. You're a little bitch. Anyway, Seth Rollins. You fucking me Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has been a lot something more solid since Triple H called him out. Um, and... Yeah, it, it's it's just it's good to see that part of, of Raw. Like They're starting to get it together there. Now it's time to put those guys at the top of the card again and get Strowman out. You're absolutely right. I would like to touch on someone
2: else who didn't do themselves any favors and they haven't even made it to the main roster yet, and that is Lars Sullivan. I don't know if you guys read some news reports today, but Lars was scheduled for some dark matches. Uh, first one was on Raw, and uh, he never came out. He uh, apparently had an anxiety attack and either oh, didn't shit. show up or left. Uh, what? Well, then he's scheduled for a dark match on SmackDown, and apparently he flew home. What? So uh, where
1: did you? Where is this? Where did this? I didn't see this anywhere. Was, uh, where did this come from? It was a feature report. Um and. Nice. The Bleacher Report's a good source. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I I hope he's okay. As someone who knows a decent amount about anxiety, um, it's debilitating, and I'm hoping that you know if he's having issues, he he gets over. it. But that's that's just that's sad. If if, if it's anxiety, you know, I, oh I a lot of people talk that down, but you know it's a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. You might think that people are little bitches, but. You know, anxiety can do stuff like that.
0: Right. And regardless of, of how we view the character of Lars Sullivan, he's still human or love him, he's still a human being. So we do wish him the best. And we do hope that we get to finally see him on a main roster show really soon. I think Doc is looking it up now. I can see the reflection in his glasses. No,
1: no, no. I'm just kind of like stunned. That's like, the first I've heard of this. So I'm kind of like taking it in a little bit. Just that's read
2: a... it. I just read it tonight.
1: Wow, um, that's... That's really That's real sad to hear, too. man. And I actually yeah, purposely yeah. didn't
2: tell you cuz I wanted to get that reaction on a recording, you know, for uh, our viewers. Oh, wow,
1: look at you. We're all about I natural reactions. Yeah. The third man, the producer. Yeah. I'm having a natural reaction of dinner right now. <laughs> 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 Smells like beef. Chicken. Um So, let's let's move on to uh move on to Smackdown a little bit. I think we've talked a lot about Raw. I want to talk about uh SmackDown and their main event scene, which is featured. You know what I want to talk
0: about? Hold on, Doc. What? This is what I want to talk about. SmackDown has legit contenders for all of their titles. Raw doesn't. I'll save this for my final thought later, but SmackDown
1: is still the A show. The man of bones. Put that out there. and and I I think um viewer I think they topped Raw in viewership the past few weeks also if I'm not mistaken like the, yep. the fans are turning it into the A show too because it's the, it's it's the better put together show. Raw had some really good moments this week. We got I got to give Raw some credit. Their like the first half of Raw I thought was pretty solid. But when you, you watch SmackDown the next night it's still far it's still out of ways to go to catch up to SmackDown in terms of entertaining rest Television.
0: That's it. So wow. Uh, on okay. SmackDown, we have the WWE Championship picture. I think it's awesome that they have our Truth included in this feud right now with Daniel Bryan. I do. I thought our well. Truth came out looking really strong on Tuesday.
1: I do I, as well. Yeah, our Truth is always strong. I mean, yeah, he does his he does his his role well. You know, he. He, he kind of toils in the mid-card. Every now and then, he gets to play with the big boys, you know, and he takes a couple losses to help enhance him while they wait for their next big feud to develop. But he's good at it. He's entertaining. He's always evolving his character. That's in it, like, you know, from Little Jimmy to... to little the, Jimmy was the shit. Oh, little Jimmy was the shit. And then, you know, he had his run with The Miz for a bit, and then that he's had his run with Carmelo recently. So, our know, done a good job at, like, keeping that character that was, you know, is so 1999 relevant. <laughs> <Yep>.
2: <laughs> Man, did you just bring up
1: K-Quick? I did just bring up some K-Quick.
2: Damn, dude.
1: K, remember when he teamed up with Road Dogg? And- yeah, and former NWA World Champion Ron Killings. Yes. Ron, yep. Wasn't yes. he an Impact champion? Or he was just in Impact. I think he was NWA champion while it was then TNA. Gotcha. I think TNA was was TNA had an, was was like the NWA's main brand in the early 2000s for a bit. And after CNA broke away from the NWA, that's when the NWA really went south for a while there. Mm-hmm. And then only recently to be rescued again by Nick Caldas and Cody Rhodes, amongst others.
0: You want to know what else is doing really good? And, and we're staying on SmackDown, obviously. The midcard. We got Rusev as the United States champion. And I feel like Nakamura is finally in a feud with, this, uh, with the midcard championship.
1: Yeah, it, like, it feels like there's some real beef there, and like I believe they're all their segments. And Rusev's a really, really good face. Like he's really like doing the baby face thing well. <laughs> he's so lovable he with really his is. accent and his yeah. He, how could you not like that guy? You know, and he's he he brings around his you know his his attractive wife. It's like a it's a it's a it's kind of taking like in a more like. 80s early 90s character and you know kind of giving it some resurrected life and making it interesting it's hard to do almost a Miss
2: Elizabeth type thing
1: yeah right you know where my head was at there yeah yeah man I got you yeah I I think you're I don't think I don't I can't I can't see I can't see uh Lana like Really making it as a wrestler with with the way that women's wrestling is going. Because I just look at all the talent in NXT, and I look at all the talent that's even on the main roster now. And how is Lana gonna peak out above that? She's not terrible, but she's not you know she's not the athlete or as athletic as some of these, uh, these other girls are. So I think she's making a transition into that role of being Rusev's male you know, Miss Elizabeth. Absolutely. And I don't know
0: if this is legit yet. I haven't seen official reports on it, but I did see some tweets yesterday from both Rusev and Lana. And I do think the reason Lana was injured last week on SmackDown is because she's pregnant.
1: Oh, nice. Looks like they are expecting. Rusev's like kind of teasing tweets that they're going to announce she's pregnant soon. So no, that's awesome. Obviously, good for them. And she yeah, took congratulations. a congratulations. Good for her.
0: Congratulations. And that wouldn't surprise me because on Total Divas this past season, that's all Lana talked about, and it's all Rusev talked about. They wanted to have a baby. I uh, very much. I got to keep up huh? with your Total Divas, guys. Yeah, do you watch, do Divas, you watch? you watch Total, 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 total Divas? Hell yeah! Really? Oh my god! I got to keep yeah. up with wrestling any way possible. Wow! Yeah, I don't I, watch I, the a- and a- misses a-
1: though. You need, to, you need to watch some like vintage wrestling, dude. Go watch some garden shows. You know, grow some balls again. Wow. <laughs> Obviously, you cut them off when you started watching uh, Total Bellas and Total Divas. Wow. You know how disappointed Bruno San Martino would be? You're right. <laughs> you know how disappointed he would be? He'd be very disappointed,
0: yeah. actually. <laughs> you know what I'm not disappointed about? What's that? The remainder of the playing field on SmackDown. We got to see an awesome tag team match this past Tuesday. Rey Mysterio Jr. and Mustafa Ali versus Samoa Joe and Andrade Cien Amas. Yeah. That was a Yo, kill. For first of all, match, Mustafa Ali. I can't
2: even say his name. Mustafa Ali. Ali? Where does he come from, man? It's awesome.
1: Yeah, you know, didn't. You know I'm what was so happy about that. that? Yeah, you know what was impressive about that? was here's like four guys who aren't tag teams. You were just thrown together teams and they didn't really do a lot of tag team type wrestling, but they told a really good story and they got the match over like the hardest way to do it. I feel, you know, a tag team match the hardest. If you don't have that tag team rapport, it's hard to get a tag team match over. And these guys really pulled it off. It was really impressive. That was an impressive showing from all four of them. And the, I said yeah, the rest of the field, man, is still really, really strong on SmackDown. Absolutely.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that that tag match was everything we could have ever wanted in a tag match with those four superstars. I mean, it was a complete spot fest, but it was done tastefully. And could we talk about that one move with Ray and Almas? Yeah. When Ray flipped and did the thing and the the thing and the thing <laughs> and Canadian awesome.
2: destroyer? Yeah, that one, that, that
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was so did cool. You see, that was did you
2: see Petey Williams' uh, uh, tweet or Instagram part? Or no, he I, said now something, I. He was like, it, it had a uh, a gif of it, and like I think it said something like, "I knew this day would come" or something like that. Also, <laughs> I thought the Canadian Destroyer was was an illegal WWE move. It's a pile driver. Ooh, I was watching point. it. I was, and I I was super excited. I, and I didn't. All I screamed was "Petey Williams!" He's like "Yo, Petey Williams!" But <laughs> guys, I apologize. I'm still listeners. I'm still getting over to sickness. But you know, to to counteract that into a Canadian destroyer of all freaking
0: moves was that, awesome. That just means that they trust the work that Rey Mysterio and Almas can do together in the ring. Right? Yeah, I could I could see that. But, you know, that's still a scary move, you know, if you think about it.
2: You know, even watching, like, even watching um, uh, NGPW, like, they still do pile drivers. And every time they do it,
1: you know, I'm older now. And I'm like, ooh. Oh, Oh, man. The uh, Jericho-Tetsuya-Naito match had a nasty, nasty pile driver spot. Yes. That uh, Jericho hit on on right? I, I think Jericho hit it. Yeah,
2: it, you know it's it's just it's it's a scary move. And while it was really cool to watch, and i you know I it, it was just just something a little scary. You're like oh shit, a pile driver in WWE TV.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, but
2: it,
0: <laughs> it's you know Canadian no, destroyer. It, though, yeah, per- Pretty much, unless it's Undertaker doing the Tombstone, I always cringe too. Because in '97 at SummerSlam, I was there when Owen Hart po- gave the pile Driver to Austin and broke his Oof. neck.
1: Yeah, that was broke his friggin' neck. That was neck. a rough box. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that. So to stay on SmackDown, I do want to talk about. I have I do have one complaint from SmackDown this week, and it's a legitimate one. And uh, what happened to the Club Insanity? Like why did we have the Usos in the bar again? How, how come the Usos right? are challenging the champions for the right to face the champions? Yeah. Why are they not facing two other— Make it a triple threat match between the three of them. I'm cool with that. Like, wh-
0: why? Why? Yeah. Because they have to get Shane and The Miz in the title picture. But so, hey, everyone, we're going to give that. you the they club could've... insanity for, like, a week
1: and then take them away again until after the Rumble now. Why can't they do that with... Why couldn't they have a match where it starts off with a triple threat match and then Miz and Shane come out and say... Hey, guys, now it's a fatal four-way, and Miz and Shane win dirty. And then everybody's on TV. Everybody gets some booking. time on TV. Yeah, everybody gets some time on TV. You still get the result of, well, I'm okay with Miz and Shane challenging for the titles. It's, I have no Are problem you? with that. Yeah, I Are have you really? no problem with it. But you could have done it and gotten other tag teams on TV and further develop them. And now there's a seed planted for Sanity and um, – excuse me, Sanity and – and the club mm-hmm. to to come after Miz and Shane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now Doc, the going, going back to our 11. tag team
0: shakeup, we did call it that the team of Mick Miz was going Miz. to face the bar at Royal Rumble and win the tag titles.
1: Yeah, that was part so of our. This could be of a short run.
0: Yeah, this could be a short run between the two of them. And then this could also lead to Shane and Miz facing each other at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good fantasy book. So
0: I kind of see why they did it. But again, why dangle the meat in front of our face with Saturday in the club and then take them off TV again?
1: You, yep. you didn't have to have the, the bar didn't have to wrestle on SmackDown this week. No, they didn't. The bar could have just sat right inside and observed and maybe, you know, they, they, Neither did, did the that Usos. thing. Yeah, yeah. The Usos didn't. Yeah, the Usos didn't even need to be on C. You're absolutely right. They could just add the Club versus Sanity and then the Mc, McMiz in a triple threat. You didn't even need the Usos. You're absolutely right. Uh, it was just lazy booking. I always call it stuff like that lazy, lazy booking. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think that was the only the, the the low spot of SmackDown was was that tag that tag match. While it was a great match, storyline wise, creative wise, didn't need to be those two teams. No, other teams deserve
1: the chance in that spot.
0: Right. All right, fellas, we got to keep moving on to our next segment, the third brand. And we're going to talk about some NXT, some 205 Live, some Worlds Collide tournament, and a quick preview of NXT UK Takeover Blackpool. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Resident Universal Royalty King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast. And you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the third brand with the third man.
2: It's time. It's time. It's time for the third brand with me, Johnny Smarks. So not really third brand, but we do need to talk about it because last week we talked about this guy and how he wasn't having a good time and what well, we can consider the main roster, and that's Hideo Itami.
0: Guys, he, he won a match. He, he won. And he's finally a contender for the Cruiserweight Championship. He beat Cedric
2: Alexander.
0: What the hell? I think the Cedric Alexander experiment is
1: over. That's a shame. I just think there's there's so many there's so much talent that, you know, everybody just, just kind of revolves a little bit you know, and that's of... Tommy yeah. Turn
0: they're paying the way for the superstars. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and whoever does the best gets to stay at the top of the card. You know, it doesn't mean that Cedric Alexander will never have a shot at the cruiserweight championship again. Mm-hmm. Which just means that right now it's a day. We've been, you know, we wanted to see Hideo to- at Tommy time for a while now on 205, so we're getting a chance. Who knows? Maybe he even wins. How about that?
2: I would really like that. I really would. Um, Let's we'll see what happens with it, though. I, you know, I'm not getting my hopes up yet, even though I am a smark.
1: We'll see how the next two few weeks on 205 play out.
2: Agreed. Um, I think you're probably going to see... Um, well, no, because they're in a the four-way match, but it'd be cool if the four of them were in a rumble, but wasted spots. Um, so let's move on to black and yellow. Uh, so Gargano, he beat uh, he, <laughs> he beat down Ricochet. That was unexpected to me. I, uh, I I don't know where we're going with this. I guess he's done going for the big one.
1: So... He's definitely thrown some confusion into his character. Yeah. But, like, not in a bad way. I'm angry, so I'm going to attack
0: everyone. Well, he did say in his promo this week that it's all about wins and championships. So right now, he needs to keep on winning and win any championship. So right now, I think he's just done going after Ciampa for now. And he's going to go after someone like Ricochet. Probably because he knows Alistair's already in that title picture with with, um, Ciampa. And no one else is feuding with Ricochet right now. So now's his chance.
1: Or if you really think about what he's saying, it's all about wins and championships. Or it's a reunited heel DIY North American champion Johnny Gargano and NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. All about championships, all it, about winning.
0: It could be that, but Gargano also said in the promo there is no DIY reunion, and what happened in the cage match was a one-time Gosh. thing. I got
1: news for you: heels lie. That's what they do. They <laughs> lie to the audience. Do they? That's cheat? what makes them a fucking heel. And they cheat. Do, do and they, they steal. steal. <laughs> they lie, they cheat, they steal. Uh, they lie, they Best cheat, thieves, song ever. Uh, Best the song ever. So, Doc, <laughs> you you
0: still think that we're gonna see a DIY
1: reunion? Why not? Full full circle, man. Hey, I'm it's, it's we've like, all said we're all for. We're I, all on board. And I see just tend, they they tend to do the logical thing, and the logical thing I think here is you get the two of them maybe with singles titles, and that's what reunites. DIY and then maybe to go after the tag team titles and he turn to this whole two man power trip. It's like 2.0 type thing.
0: I could dig that. But where does that leave Undisputed Era? I don't know, the we all said
1: doesn't.
0: Undisputed Era is going to run shit until they turn
1: face. Maybe they, they turn not face, but like they really fully embrace the tweeter thing like Becky Lynch has and they take down DIY. You got your first half of the year booked right there.
0: Good point. We just got to wait and see what happens in Phoenix now.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: And we still have to see if Alistair Black is going to be a late call up and show up in the Rumble. Or if he's going to still stay in NXT till maybe after Mania and see what kind of capacity he's what
1: kind of storylines he's going to be in. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Gargano win the North American title. And then cost Alice cost Alistair Black against Ciampa. I could see and that like, happening. And then and they, Gargano, and they write him off. And then write him off NXT. Right, I could
0: see that because if Gargano wins the NXT Championship, it has to be from Ciampa.
2: Right, yeah, it w- it would make no sense if it was from anyone else. Exactly.
1: I'd, and I'd be mad if it wasn't from anyone down else. The line. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you, you know, do yeah. that down the line.
2: It has to be. It absolutely has to be.
1: Maybe you do that for, like, the winter, take the Survivor Series takeover. Yeah. I can yeah. see that
2: happening. So let's move on. Uh, I got a couple of things I want to touch on. Uh, War Raiders, they returned. They are going after UE, which I think is a good move. Um, I see it, it, oh, maybe over next year, maybe by the end of the year, um, UE dropping the titles to them. That was and an
1: awesome segment on I NXT agree. this week when they came back. And I I, see, that was uh, so much fun.
2: Let the third man speak. You I'm, fucking I'm dick. I'm agreeing
1: with you. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> but I'm trying I'm analyzing. i
2: analyzing your fucking content. Analyzing your kayfabe. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say something. But it's not worth it. Um. No, I, I. see UE going up, moving up. So, let's see what happens. Now you can
0: analyze whatever you want. Wait, maybe. Mo- UE moving up where? To the being called up? When? In time I'm not yeah, talking not, like right now I'm year. talking well, Obviously in fucking ended year. time but no, Ended the year. year Okay I think eh. that's the earliest Maybe I think that's the earliest It depends on how many superstars All elite wrestling poaches from WWE Because right now <laughs> There is no room For Undisputed Era On the main roster You're right Unless they had Three Three hour Main brand shows There is no fucking room For Undisputed Era Okay that, that that's just my opinion yeah.
1: i'm with We're bones entitled there, man. to
0: our opinions it's whatever man i'm with bones whatever it's whatever bro. man whatever
1: dude it's whatever whatever, dude it's dude. whatever uh, i'm just talking about wrestling you girls it's
2: whatever so moving on from there um i want to touch on some things from nxt uk the black and red brand uh before we get to Blackpool, because there's a lot of cool stuff happening, but the only thing I really want to talk about with Blackpool is Gallison and, and the women's match, um, I, I need to talk about a couple things from this week's episodes. First and foremost, Isla Dawn and Zia, Zia Brookside, Zia, Zia, Brookside, whatever her name is. Zia. Counter after counter after counter. I loved it. It was a great match. Mm-hmm. I, I hope you guys liked it as much as I did, but I thought... I. I thought it was great.
1: I enjoyed it and saw lots of potential in the in the two of them, but it wasn't as good as, like, Nikki Cross and Bianca Belair.
2: Well, I was getting there. And I said, and if anything could top that, or I was going to say, Nikki Cross and Bianca Belair, holy
1: shit. Yeah, that was fucking great. What a great match yeah, it was that
0: right there was a great match for Nikki Cross to kind of say goodbye to NXT with that was a yep. good way to see her out yep, yeah. and that was, I think that was her last match that was there actually was a backstage video on the wWE app that showed um, her being interviewed backstage after the match and also the full sale crowd giving her the the, the proper goodbye and everything. It was actually pretty nice oh. It was to of, turn so she'll be
1: at the rumble so I guess she'll be at the rumble. She'll be oh, yeah, at the yeah. rumble She'll be in the rumble. Yeah. Um so, yeah, that was that was storytelling. Facial Bianca's facial expressions are just awesome. Like they, they every single aspect of that match was, was top notch. Uh, Another NXT D- classic. T P Ted Ted. Ted.
0: I love it. I love it so yeah, much. She's made for the main roster, Bianca Belair.
1: She is scary in shape. Yeah. Oh, man. She's strong as hell, man. Yeah. She might be. She's got to be one of the strongest women in the whole on the whole roster. She's got, like, that Cesaro-type strength.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she does.
2: All right, guys. It's finally happening. Our first NXT UK TakeOver. Blackpool. Lots of awesome matches here. I uh, just... Judging from the way I've seen it listed, um, I think the match we're going to talk about the most is is going to be the headliner, which I think is cool. But before we get there, you got Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin. I really like Jordan Devlin. I think he's going to go over here. Dave Mastiff versus Eddie Dennis, I'm not really into, but Dave Mastiff is a fucking dump truck. He is a scary <laughs> dude.
1: I, I think I like Dave that, Mastis is destined for big things, man.
2: I do, too, actually. Yeah. I do, too. He's, he's fun to watch. He's a big dude who can move. Yeah. Um, uh, you got Pete Dunn versus Joe Coffey. Uh, Coffey and Gallus, man. I, I, I see big stuff coming from them. Pete Dunn's cool, too, but I like Gallus. Do you,
1: think, the title, uh, do you think Pete Dunn's title reigns over? I think uh, so. I mean
2: – was it
0: six hundred days now, right?
1: Oh, 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 back it up. Someone someone said I heard a yay in the I crowd. Do.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah so. I think it's time. I think it's, I time, think it's time, and I think Joe Coffey is the guy to take the title from
1: So in a world where heels and faces are so important, like NXT UK, do you see a scenario where Joe Coffey wins the title? Um, Rhea Ripley retains, and you have two heel champions for your men and women's champion. Be- or the, that's cool. Do you, do you yeah. think the British? Do you think the British audience buys that? Of Why course,
0: because they're gonna have more reason now to cheer on the baby faces, the underdogs that are going for that title. So Speaking I think it makes that, perfect that, sense. Have, See, have I you think noticed just like the American, American audiences?
2: Sorry, I'm talking over you because you're dick. Have you noticed that the American audiences have started to try to cheer like the NXT UK audiences and they just can't do you it can't as well? Do it. It's so <laughs> funny. It is so funny. There um, is
0: something awesome about the audience at the NXT UK shows and NXT, how involved any UK they are. Sport. Oh, and the UK sports. I love it.
1: So yeah, moving on. Yeah, English sports are fun as hell.
2: Yeah, they are. So moving on, Mustache Mountain versus the not grizzled young veterans. That's yeah. so grizzled.
0: It's weird. They're known as grizzled young vets on the indies, but they're not going by that. Yet James Drake wears the jacket and everything. I see Zach
2: Gibson and James Drake going over just because they're in Liverpool and he's Liverpool number Liverpool's number
1: one. No, uh, I, I disagree. If you're gonna have the Heels win those world the two world titles or the two the men's and women's matches then you have to have the faces uh-huh. when you you he's faces
2: okay. Mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yeah. But, so speaking of heels, I think your main event is absolutely going to be Maria Ripley versus Tony Storm. I think the women are going to headline this event.
0: No, I, guys I'd think? be down for that. Sign me up. I could see that.
1: Uh, I, I mean, i have sign me up. I'm not sure it's going to happen. You no, know, Pete dunn has been a long reigning champion, and if he's going to drop the title, then I think that's going to be it, to be your main event. That's going to be a big thing. Um, that being said, I think Ripley and is going to be the best match of the night.
2: Oh, hands um, down.
1: I think Rhea needs to win, and I think Tony, like Bowen said, needs to be built as the face that everybody gets behind and like has the big payoff a couple months down the road and winning the championship. I think that uh, build-up still needs, needs to take effect more. Okay. Yeah. I'm with that. And I love my girl Tony Storm. She is like like Oh, I know you're way into her. Yeah, mark out, mark out champion here at the Nassau Coliseum, man. Like you're looking at him. You're listening to him. Like so that's I just wanna see her moment be like the most badass moment ever. And I don't think this is it yet.
0: Yeah, and I also think that now that they're doing their first takeover, uh what, the week or two weeks before the NXT TakeOver Phoenix, I think they're going to start having their takeovers around the same time as the US NXT TakeOvers. So we'll probably see the next one uh, around WrestleMania season, end of March, early April, maybe. Maybe do it like Fast Lane weekend.
1: Yeah, so oh, that would work. Yeah, that would work yeah. out pretty good. Or Elimination Chamber weekend. No, it's too close. Elimination yeah. Chamber is too close. Yeah.
2: So that's all I got with the third brands this week Except this really interesting Tournament that just kind of popped up Bones I think you're going to take us Through this because you know more
0: about it than I I did Yes so I saw this pop up yesterday uh, At Royal Rumble Access We're going to have NXT 205 Live and NXT UK Superstars battle In the first ever WWE Worlds Collide Tournament So the superstars of NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live are going to all meet five from each brand. The superstars that were listed so far are from NXT. We have Adam Cole, Velventee Dream, Baby! Dominic Dijakovic, Keith Lee, and Otis Dozovic, the dozer.
1: Six weights, six, ten, weights. From NXT ten,
0: UK, we have Mark Andrews, Big Strong Boy, Tyler Bate, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, and Zach Gibson. And then from 205 Live, we have Cedric Alexander, Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, and TJP. And the fifth superstar has not been named yet. The World's Collide Tournament, which will be taped for a WWE Network special, is going to kick off with a 15-superstar battle royal held on January 26th. The order of elimination in the Battle Royal will then determine the first round matches for the 15 Superstar Single Elimination Tournament. The Battle Royal winner will receive a bye in the first round. Now, the winner of the tournament gets a title match of their choosing with any of those three brands. So, with the names that we have here, this could be a big push for a lot of people that haven't really been in the main event scene yet maybe a prime opportunity for Velveteen Dream to win, or even someone like Dominic Dijak, who is, I know he's new to NXT TV, but like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, he's been around for a while, and this would be a great way for him to make a name for himself. But we also have guys like Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks, who, while they had a good showing at the NXT UK tournament, now gives them a chance to shine in something bigger. So, Johnny, what say you? Something negative, actually. Uh, this came out of nowhere, and
2: I'm hoping it's just not something really f- quickly thrown together because access ticket sales were low. You guys ever think of that? I what are could. the uh,
1: what, what are the NXT names again, Bones?
0: Adam Cole, Bay Bay, yeah, Velveteen Dream, Dominic Dijakovic, Keith Lee,
1: and Otis Dozovic. Okay, so like even <laughs> if it was. Even if it was something put together to boost ticket sales to access like they put some good names in there. I agree. Like yeah. they put people who I'd be interested in seeing wrestle on a tournament without a doubt. I think whoever I have a couple of predictions, whoever wins this, I think it's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Um, I also I also think that. uh when Adam Cole wins this and then challenges for the two hundred five live title at WrestleMania, just like I've been telling you, bitches, he's going to do, I'm going to laugh in all your faces.
0: Not happening. Hey, the fifth person has not been announced yet, so it could be someone who's not even on two hundred five live.
1: We could have a eh, swerve. But I think they, I think they could change, I think the winner could challenge for any of the titles, either of those three titles. I Correct. think the
2: fifth yeah, person is right. going to be. Kenny Omega (laughs) 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 That makes no sense Uh, Or or I think it's going to be It's not going to be Mike Canellis. It's going to be (gasps) Kota Austin Aries Austin Aries (laughs) You say Kota Obushi? That would fucking never happen Nope Not after what happened Nope Also It's also going to be Are you ready for this? This is my prediction. Like the clown. Nah, man. Ah, he, he's dead, bro. CM Punk.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, this is segment <laughs> over. This is this is getting Holy out of God. hand. But uh, like John, going Arab- back we sound to your like point, like a Saudi Arabian wrestling crowd.
0: <laughs> anyway, Johnny, going back to your point, I don't think this was thrown together, especially with how in-depth the rules are for this how they have the battle royal and that's going to set up the order of uh the order of the first round in the tournament i think they, they put some thought into this mm-hmm. i'm you know, excited I, to see this i think it's going to give some superstars a good time to shine let the third man speak you know i'm I'm
2: hoping that that was just a thought i had you know i, I don't know if it's actually a thing you know me I just
0: speak the first thing that comes to my mind. You're negative Nancy.
1: I'm yeah, not a negative you're, Nancy. You're an eternal
0: I, pessimist. That. So that's all the information I got on the first ever World's Collide tournament. Back to you, Smarky. So, last thing you got from me, the Smarkster, is a brand
2: new, hunky-dory, shiny... UK, yeah, I said hunky-dory. UK Performance Center. Check that out. He's opening schools all over the world.
1: <clears throat> I think it shows how much uh, the brand is growing over there. That the shows have been successful. Obviously, the house shows are doing well too. If they're going to keep investing money like that, and there's always been it's an untapped market in in England. There really is. I remember in even in impacts like worst like days. They would go over there and draw ten thousand people out for uh, for, for uh, TNA tapings. Oh, well,
2: you had Alvis. So, you had Nigel McGinnis. You had yeah. Um, who else? Oh, maybe that's it.
1: said <laughs> it, that even it didn't matter. It's just a wrestling crazed audience, and they've been waiting for you know a real top notch promotion. There's a lot of independent promotions in England, but <laughs> and in the, in the British Isles. But now they have you know. Something equivalent to what we have. Eventually, they're going to have, you know. And I'm going to get more to this on my final thought today. Um, That's why I don't want to talk too much. But this is just the first step, and it's the first of many performance centers we're going to see built around the world.
0: Did I just hear myself say three minutes? We got three minutes
1: and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out. Of here. We I hope wrestling fans are ready to make lots of big decisions in the next years so because we now have a we now live in a world where WWE offers us two NXT options, the cruiserweight show, and then five hours of, of main television programming, plus pay-per-views, plus network specials plus every other piece of content on the network. And now that, that's going to be that world students going to collide with AEW. And AEW is going to have TV. And they're going to have people come watch them. And I think WWE product is going to suffer just a little bit unless every single show, and I've touched on this a little earlier today, every single show is to be treated like an A show. So I think a lot of tough decisions are going to be made by wrestling fans in the next, you know, few months about where, you know, where they're going to invest their time during the week to watch wrestling. You can't. It's really hard to watch it all. It's already pretty hard to watch it all now. And there's even NJPW out there and impact DVR, some bro. of us might actually have DVR. But, DVR. You know, eventually. <laughs> yeah. But what if you don't get to it by the next week? You're not going to watch it once the new episode no, up. You're, you're, yeah. you're not going to watch it. Yeah. You're not going to watch it. The DVR is a week long lifespan. It's still same amount of time, you know. So everybody's got some. Uh, there's a lot of excitement, but a lot of tough decisions will be made, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, who's left standing and what brands in WWE are left standing, or what kind of or what kind of uh, hesitation they'll have to expand even more. Now that AEW is a thing and NJPW is getting more popular here in America,
2: so. I have big news. Are you ready? We're ready. I don't care. I don't care. I'm just going to tell you. So I am not going to be around for the fourth wall WrestleCast for the next couple weeks uh, just because of scheduling and all of that. And this is going to happen a lot throughout uh, the the year. So we have come up with my very own show. (laughs) Doc, clap. Are you not happy no. for me? Are you not of happy? I'm for me? Ha- happy. I'm happy for you. <laughs> You're a very happy for you. Anyway, so I'm so proud, proud to announce. So proud of you, Smarky. Thanks, buddy. I'm proud to announce that on weeks that I'm not with the Fourth Wall Wrestlecast, you can find me doing a show by myself, and it is called the Singles Run with Johnny Smarks. Ba-ba-da-ba. I don't know what we're gonna talk about. Maybe some takeover reactions. Maybe some topics that I want to dive into about current storylines or even take you back into something in the history of WWF and E that I love. And uh, we'll see what
0: happens. Open concept, guys. It's like HGTV, but wrestling. I love it, Smarky. And I'm looking forward to that. That just means more content for everyone out there in the fourth wall fam. But now, my final thought. So, we've had this quote unquote shakeup happening on the main roster. The shows the past few weeks haven't been terrible. Raw's been doing pretty good, but this week there was a vast difference between Raw and SmackDown. Raw started strong, had a pretty good ending, but everything in the middle, in my opinion, sucked. Mm-hmm. Everything from the Mm-mm. tag title match mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the Nia Jax promo. It was just terrible. SmackDown from start to finish, even though we agreed that it was the wrong tag teams in that tag match, they still put on good matches. They, there was more character development. They made progress in storylines, and everyone got a good, decent amount of time to, to show their stuff on screen. SmackDown, in my eyes, is still the better show, and Raw has a long way to go, and I think mm-hmm. that's going to start changing. After Royal Rumble And also once Brock Lesnar Loses that goddamn title
1: Cause <laughs> fuck Brock Lesnar <laughs> Fuck Brock Lesnar Yeah well, Brock Lesnar Ain't losing that title for at least another month So uh, we gotta endure it A little longer Yeah he's not losing to Braun now after that terrible Fucking
0: promo on Monday
1: uh, Oh yeah Yeah
0: Well, that's all the time we have for today, folks. So if this is your first time tuning in, I am JC Bones, and you can follow me at JC Bones. That's B-O-N-E-Z.
1: I am Doc Haas. You can find me on Twitter at D-R-H-A-S-E number four, W-C, where I might answer you within a 48-hour period. And I am Johnny Smarks, and you can find me on Twitter
2: at
0: Johnny alot, which I'm not going to spell. And we are the 4th Wall Wrestlecast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram so you can stay up to date with all of the news and updates from the 4th Wall. Check us out, Twitter and Instagram, at Wall WallCast, and be sure to follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter, at AddictWrestle. If you've enjoyed the Fourth Wall experience, please recommend to all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. Goodbye and good night. So damn later, guys. Later, dudes. Peace out, ooses.
1: Oose. Yo. Yo. This hurts, right What's up, bro? What's up, bro? <laughs> What's up, That was good. I'll catch you later. Let me. I'll um, post up right around the same time tomorrow. That works. Cool. Deuces. Bye, Deuces. And Alexa Bliss is definitely involved. She has a she has a great blend of like I don't know that. My, my Amazon turned on, just freaked <laughs> I me <heard> out. That. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's breaking into my house.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So, your Alexa just made it to the show.
1: <laughs> oh, the Alexa, right. Because, let uh, me, I should just, let me unplug this real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Keep
2: call rolling. Her, just call her Bliss. You're, what? You're gonna, oh,
1: whatever. <laughs> no, no, this is way easier. I don't, don't want to think about shit like that. You're making me. Anyway, so.